Adventure always awaits if you look hard enough. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coruscant Nights. Today I'm here with Mary Francis. How are you today? Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> yep, I'm doing, to answer your question, my dear friend Mark, uh, I'm doing quite well. I am good. severely brain dead, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good time. It's like, you know when you're super, super sleep deprived? It's going to be great. That's about where I'm at right now. I have cool. I have sleep deprivation drunkenness. Fantastic. And who do we get to enjoy that with? Who are you playing tonight? Oh, my darling, darling little Chubsy Wubsy. Today, I am reprising the role of Chub Nubbits. Reprise. <laughs> Reprise. <laughs> Sweet Chub, who is our adorable non-binary Ewok Padawan child. Yeah. Did, so I cover, did I cover yeah. the bases? That's, you got that's it all. who they are, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. The last time we saw Chubnubbits, they went on a vision-fueled adventure across and into the depths of Coruscant. They discovered an Ithorian herd ship down in the docks near the lower processing station. And aboard it, they found a very special crystal. What have they been doing since finding their kyber crystal? It's been maybe about two weeks um, since our last session with Chubnubbits. I mean, it's been about two years in real life since our last session with Chub Nubbits, but it's been two weeks in game. As, as far as Chub is concerned, it's been mm -hmm. two weeks. Well, they found their kyber crystal, which is incredibly exciting for Chub because they're the first in their class. None of the other Padawans have found their kyber crystals, and usually they have to go to the planet Ilum and go on this quest of finding their kyber crystal, but for Chubb, their quest came to them in a vision. And how cool is that? And not only did their kyber crystal find them instead of them having to go out and find their kyber crystal, but it is a very unique and unusual crystal. So it's, it's all very exciting. So Chubb has been on cloud nine for the last two weeks and through the assistance and instruction of their Jedi masters, they have been able to study and gather information and the bits and pieces required to build a lightsaber. The, it's yes. like the, the first big trial of becoming a full Jedi. And if you so want to hear our lightsaber building session, check out Patreon. So they're on okay. cloud nine. They're happy. They're feeling like their journey to full Jedi is going pretty well. It's, it's feeling pretty easy right now. Now, in the last recording session, mm -hmm. I don't remember establishing how Chubb got to Coruscant in the first place. Okay, uh, that was established off screen in, or it was actually on screen, but in other characters' episodes. Oh, got it. So Chubb's master, Debo Bend, is a Kaminoan. They are the people who made the clones, if you remember. They're like really, really yeah, tall yeah, yeah. with skinny mm -hmm. necks. The water people. Pasty skin, yeah. And Debo led a group of clone troopers to Endor, just this backwater planet that nobody's really heard about. And the Separatists were setting up a droid factory to build droids there because they it was off the radar and they thought they could do it without anybody really checking in. Mm -hmm. Debo Bend and his clones went to the planet 
there was a battle maybe 15 miles from Chubb's village. Mm-hmm. And the Ewoks, being Ewoks, fought alongside the clones to take back their home. So while Debo Ben was in the village, he discovered Chubb Nubbits could access the Force. And being Jedi, I guess he called upon his Jedi right to steal kids. Wow. <laughs> and took Chubb Nubbits to Coruscant. His inalienable right to kidnap. Yeah. Yep. All right. Does that explain yep. Chubb's background enough for you? How many years have I been with Debo Bend? Let's say it's been about two years. Okay. That sounds great. The metal walls of the shuttle rattle as it breaks the atmosphere of Coruscant. Chubb Nubbits, along with their five fellow Padawan and Master Debo Bend, sit all across from each other in the back of this shuttle. Space opens up uh, in the cockpit out front while two pilot and co-pilot drive it towards the Grand Orbital Observatory. This is probably Chubb Nubbit's maybe second time in space. What do they, what, what's going through their mind as they make their way to the observatory for a field trip? Well, Chubb is an adventurer at heart, and they want to see everything that they can in the galaxy. So any opportunity to go anywhere is just the best thing ever to Chubb. So they are, you know, crowding every window that they can and just wanting to see as much as they can, exploring the ship, exploring the shuttle. They're, They're loving this. This is just feeding their desire for adventure, even if it is just going to the observatory for a field trip. Well, it's not just the observatory. The observatory is the starting point. Mm. As the observatory grows in the cockpit window, it's this this ring with a little dome in the center. Chubbs can see that docked to the side of it is a very large ship, and they know that that is the next leg of their journey as they join their fellow Padawans on their trip to Ilum. Oh, so it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time for everybody else. It is time. So Chubb isn't the kind of person to uh, desire to be. They, they have no desire to be the cock of the walk and, you know, strut their stuff and walk around like they're better than everybody else. Do you have Do you have the Ewokies book? Yeah, I'll grab it and I'll text you pictures Thank of it. Thank you, because the word for walk, the word for walk is in there. I like our commitment to authenticity, okay? So as I'm looking up the Star Wars Galaxy Phrasebook and Travel Guide, the Ewok language, I will say that, as we all know from the Ewok adventure movies, the second time you see an Ewok, they can probably speak a little bit of basic. So feel free to use some words that we can all understand once in a while. Perfect. So ever since finding their lightsaber, Master Bend has sort of been treating Chubb Nubbits like his teaching assistant. He's had Chubb uh, sort of assisting the class with more tasks than usual and given them a little bit more responsibility. In this shuttle, you have Debo Bend to your left, a tall Kaminoan with gray Jedi robes 
And to your right is a young Wookiee called Chambasa. What can you tell me what Chambasa looks like? Well, Chimbasa from from Chubb's perspective, Chimbasa is just an overgrown version of an Ewok. So Chubb sees Chimbasa as as like a cousin. They're family. If only Chimbasa would see it Chubb's way. So Chimbasa is how old's Chubb? Chubb how tall is Chubb? Chubb's, Chubb's ten. Chubb, Chubb is uh, ten, but Chubb is how, did we establish height? Uh, no. Because Chubb it, pretty small probably. They're hoping to make it over three feet. So yeah. So I mean, we're if we're thinking about Wicket in Return of the Jedi, you're probably about the same age as our young Ewok from the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. probably coming up to about waist height on an adult human. Okay. Or maybe a little taller than that. Okay. So Chubb stands two and a half feet, roughly tall, and safe to say that Chimbasa is about two of Chubbs standing on top of each other. So, but the way Chubb acts, you would think that they could see eye to eye at eye level when they were communicating because Chubb just is like, Hey, Chimbasa! Hey, Chimbasa! Do you, did you see my new lightsaber? Hey, Chimbasa, you want to come help me do the chores that Debo Bend is asking me to do? Hey, hey, Chimbasa, Debo Bend asked me to pass out these papers. So you, you want to help me pass them out? Hey, did you see the view over here? Hey, hey, Chimbasa! So Chubb is all up on, to say the least. I guess I described their interactions, not the way Chimbasa looks. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's okay. So Chimbasa is about five feet tall, five and a half feet tall, and has hit long, longer hair that's parted in the middle and kind of falls long in length on either side of his face. Very much, very much giving you surly 90s teenager vibes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like... They might be wearing a puka shell necklace. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. I went there. <laughs> it's canon They've now. The, I said it. The the Padawan braid as well. You all we do. We all do. Yeah. Although mine's hard to see because it gets lost in my fluff. Yeah. Maybe you have extensions right? just right there. Right. Just, on, just for that, yeah. Because I've got a lot of floof. And then next to Chimbasa is your friend Draxel. And Draxel is a Dawatan. He is about the same height as Chimbasa. His skin is sort of the color of rich peanut butter. And he's he's about double the width of Chimbasa as well. Oh, Dawatans are huge. Yeah. So picture a kid version of that. Pretty cute, actually. Like very square. <laughs> uh, he's uh-huh. He's very square. He's got two little horns that are just coming in on its chin. <laughs> Cute. Like the the 13-year-old mustache. Mm-hmm. And then across the aisle, we have Henna, who is a blue Twi'lek. We have Peshtambala, an Athorian, and a human named Jonas. Do you want to describe any of them or should we move on? Or your uh, Chubb's relationship with any of them? <laughs> well, I'm picturing all of them. In uh-huh. in my so Chubb is from a close knit tribal culture. So regardless of their cultures that they come from, they are their new tribe. Chubb has close familial interactions with all of them, and whether they really don't uh, pick up on any standoffishness or just choose to blindly ignore it, who who knows? But they any anybody any attempt to brush them off just it doesn't work 
chub is mm-hmm. is the gum on your shoe that just keeps sticking around. <laughs> and I think um, with this group of young Jedi, they have been through a, a years of training together. They are almost like siblings at this point. I think the only one who is even mildly standoffish is Jonas. I, so, so Jonas, I feel like they would be Jonas would be the I'm too cool for this kid, and then the Twi'lek would probably be like if we're talking and I'm thinking now in terms of like junior mm-hmm. high stereotypes. Sure, is the Twi'lek the nerd? Oh yes, please a Twi'lek nerd. I love that. Mm-hmm. And then Chimbasa would be the jock, maybe. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then. The Doatin, what was the Doatin's name? Draxel. Draxel. <laughs> I love Draxel. Draxel, ooh, who would Draxel be? I, I want to think of something that's not typical, like super typical to their build or expectation. So we've got Jonas, who is a human and too cool for school. We've got Draxel, who's a Doatin, and he's the weird kid. We've got okay. Chimbasa, the Wookiee, and they're the jock, but they're a friendly jock. We're not going to say that they're standoffish, mean jock, friendly jock. Now, what was the Twi'lek's name again? Henna. Henna. She's the Twi'lek nerd. And then who am I missing? Eshtambala. Eshtambala. And what are they? And Ithorian. Like the people on the herd ship. So they've got this hammer head kind of like, it's all, oh, yeah, this yeah, long yeah. The hammer head. The people on the ship that, that I got my kyber crystal yeah, from. with a mouth on either side of the back of their head. Yeah, yeah, Two yeah. Two mouths. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're in Athorian. Oh, cute. A little kid Athorian would be so cute because Athorians are just born looking like old men. And that's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's like a little baby old man. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the Athorian is the uh, wise beyond their years one. They're the, the book nerd. Mm, yeah. Henna's, Henna's super into computers and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Henna, she'll be the tech nerd. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Love that. That's great. This is a great group of kids. Uh Uh-huh. And the shuttle comes to the Grand Orbital Observatory. This is a place where Jedi come to meditate and contemplate the size of the universe and also observe the universe and nebulas and the workings of star systems. And this is a place for contemplation and astronomy. The shuttle comes into a landing bay that uh, faces the planet of Coruscant. And as it comes in, you feel it just jolt a little bit on the on the ground. A, a soft landing, but a landing nonetheless. And your master stands up and uh, indicates that you should all stand. Padawans, welcome to the Grand Orbital Observatory. We shall be spending the next 24 hours here in contemplation before our journey to Ilum, we will start the tour now. And he exits the ship. The landing bay is pretty empty. There are a few clone ships and a couple clones doing some work around them, refueling and prepping them for flight. As your shuttle came in, you noticed that there was still a lot of debris floating around in the sky around Coruscant from the battle that took place over the planet yesterday. Oh, that happened yesterday? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there are just a few ships here and the clones are milling around, prepping ships, fueling things, making things space ready. When the shuttle landed, 
Chub couldn't help but scream, Yup-yup! at the top of their lungs. And then, of course, during the journey to the observatory, Chub, just because of who they are and the, the kind of Ewok they are, had gotten to know every crew member on the shuttle and knew them all by name and had peppered them with questions about their job and everything. So only in the way that an enthusiastic 10-year-old could. So as as they were leaving, he's saying, yeah, 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 to everybody. <laughs> yeah, you say goodbye to the Duros Gorin and the human named Kingsley. So Chubb says, yeah, Kingsley. <laughs> oh, see you later. Little Chubb, have fun on uh, on on that on your trip. Gotcha. And Kingsley and the Duros uh, begin prepping the shuttle for its next journey. And Chubb, because of their long goodbyes, is a little bit behind the class, and so rushes out of the shuttle to catch up with their classmates. And you actually pass an older Jedi who it looks like they are making their way to the shuttle, who you actually know as uh, a Jedi master, one of the oldest Jedi in the temple, usually. They are a Lannic, so they have like pink, fleshy skin and long, long ears. And this person is named Master Chica, and they're accompanied by uh, an astromech droid. They make their way to the shuttle. And um, as you catch up to them, you see a another person in Jedi robes. She is a Zabrak. She has horns on her head and some markings on her face. And she pulls Debo Bend aside. Um, she looks a little bit concerned. And leave. they leave the six of you in the hallway for a moment. Now, okay, so she was pulling some them aside. Okay, I, for some reason I thought she was talking to Chubb and had no. pulled Chubb aside. Okay. This is, this is Jedi Knight business, which you can try to listen in on if you want, or you can hang out with your classmates. Chubb being, you know, left alone with their classmates, is just looking around in the observatory. Ichiwama! They say and look to their classmates to see if they agree, because gee whiz, is this place cool. There's a mix of energy with everybody. Everybody's very excited to be going on this adventure, especially going to get their lightsaber crystals. But nobody is particularly interested in spending a day in meditation beforehand. Chubb hadn't really thought that far in advance. They were just excited to be somewhere new. But they look at their classmates and no one's really saying anything, you know. Yeah, they're, they're kind of quiet. Shimbasa just lets out a little every once in a while, just mm -hmm. looking around and they're just sort of waiting for what's next. They don't want to step out of line or anything in this place, which is kind of a formal setting. Well, Chubb doesn't feel like anybody is really in the mood to do anything here. So their classmates are being a little bit dull and Chubb likes a little activity. So they realize they're thirsty and wants to go find a, a drink of water. So they look around to the closest adult and walks right up to them and just says, Chiyoto Kisha? The closest adult is a clone. They are fully dressed in their clone armor. They have a blaster in their hand and they were walking down this hallway and they look down at Chubb Nubbits and they say, What did you say? And Chubb obligingly repeats the question. Chiyoto Kisha? Uh, I'm afraid I 
Don't speak your language, small friend. While you're aboard the Grand Orbital Observatory, you're free to roam the halls. I assume you are a Jedi Knight. You can go where you need. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, that to Chubb, it means they have free reign of this place. They can go wherever the heck they feel like, which is all the permission Chubb needs to dive into the closest open door or closed door. But Chubb looks around and sees Debo Bend and deep con- deep in conversation with the Zabrak. The Zabrak. You don't have it. You don't know. Oh, them. I don't know them. Oh, okay. No. There's a now. They are a Jedi Knight, but you don't okay, know their name. Debo Bend is deep in conversation with a Zabrak, and yep, she has her uh, arms crossed, not in like a stern manner, but in like a kind of worried. She's she looks a little antsy. Mm. So you know, Jonas is posing against a wall, trying to look cool. Draxel is inexplicably spinning in circles. Who knows why? Chimbasa is just fiddling around with their puka shell necklace and just looking around slowly. Henna has their data pad, and so she's probably breaking into the security system of the observatory as we speak. And Eshtambala is reading one of the seven books that they brought with them for this journey. So they're all occupied. So Chubb just thinks, all right, I'm going to... I'm going to go off by myself. and But before they do that, they want to sidle as close as they can to Debo Bend and just try and see what they might be missing out on. Okay. So I'll take a stealth check or a perception check, depending on how stealthy you want to be. Um, So stealth would probably give me more information, but yeah. perception would probably... That's just going to tell me more about my surroundings. Yeah, perception... I think perception, you would get within earshot and they may see that you're within earshot. And if they're having a serious conversation, they might tone it down a little bit. Okay, great. Well, let's do a stealth check. Okay. Against two Jedi. I'm going to make it hard. Yeah. Three that purples. Seems fair. We should roll our destiny dice. Oh, yeah. Okay, let me roll this real quick because I have them all plugged in. Zero successes. One threat. Mm, okay. Well, they see me. <laughs> Wait, why am I? I got two light side for you. Yep. One dark right, side. we got some balance. Okay, so you sort of sidle up to this conversation trying to be a little bit sneaky about it, and you get the idea that you are very much noticed. You hear a couple words before they they spot you from this Jedi Knight, and you hear, Missing Jedi Knight, I'm going to go after her. And then Diva Bend notices you. Ah, Chub Nubbits. I'm afraid this conversation is for those who have attained rank of knight or higher. However, if you would prepare your classmates, we will be taking the tour soon. I promise. Don't stray too far. Achaha. Debo Bend, with that threat, knowing Chub Nubbits, is going to be keeping an eye on them. Mm. Sneaking away just got harder. Okay. Drexel asks Chub, what do you think's going on? Drexel the weirdo? Wow, yeah. what a deep voice. He, he stops spinning <laughs> and he is doing the thing where he puts his two his his fingers in front of his eye and to make a sausage, you know? <laughs> but he's still talking to you, like, what do you what's going on? That lady looks pretty concerned. I heard there's a missing Jedi. Shabasa says. I know. I wonder, Jedi. Peshtambala says, 
That's, That's not, not our, our business. <laughs> I think we should find her. Hannah says, Packing into the systems now. I'll see what I can find. And <laughs> Chub Nubbit says, Yeep! And then looks around quickly because they realize they're being pretty loud and obvious. And and they were just caught by Debo Ben trying to eavesdrop. So they quiet down quickly and look around to make sure no one's staring at them. I think Chubb caught the eye of a couple of clone troopers while they were walking down the hall. But they just looked back to their business and moved along. Security here is too good. I can't slice in. Well, Chubb Nubbits thanks Henna for trying. But they think that the only way to find this missing Jedi master is to start exploring because maybe they're here. So Chubb gives a rousing speech in Ewokese that nobody fully understands. (laughs) None of them fully understand with a little bit of basic thrown in. And at the end, they throw one fist up into the air and says, are you with me? And you get a... A semi-enthusiastic Sure, I guess. Okay. With that rousing response, Chubb feels absolutely energized and decides that it's it's time to, to be the fearless leader that they wrongly fantasize that they are. So Chubb says, Follow me, everybody. Yup now. <gasps> and off they go on an adventure. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coruscant Nights. Coruscant Nights is a production of Nightcast Creative. To find out more about us and our projects, visit nightcastcreative.com. Thanks to Mary Francis for playing on these episodes. If you want more Mary Francis, you can hear her in the first season of The Other Place. And last but not least, don't forget about Donate for Destiny. Influence our destiny pool and make a difference in children's lives. Check out nightcastcreative.com destiny for more info and a link to donate.